Hi, welcome to the ninth edition of our leadership series. And today we are looking at the seven wise behaviors of highly successful behavioral leaders as part of the wise things about leadership. Now, 1 Samuel 18 verse 14 has this to say from the King James Version. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. You will only appreciate this scripture if you put it within context. So this was a young man who had won a battle over Goliath. And the battle he won was the battle the King Saul couldn't win. And the women in the kingdom had praised him and King Saul had become jealous of him. On two occasions, or even more occasions, Saul had tried to kill David by throwing a javelin at him and David dodged the javelins. And then he had sent David to war front to try to get David killed and David had not died. He had gotten his daughter to marry David so that the daughter can entrap David, that he could kill David. He had sent men after David. David had run to Samuel. He had gone himself to pursue David. David had run into caves. He had sent men to pursue David. How did David survive under these harsh circumstances and eventually ended up becoming the king after Saul? You see, it would take wise behaviors. I remember when David had the opportunity to kill Saul while Saul was a king. His friends and those around him said, God has delivered your enemies to your hands. But based on wise behaviors, David did not preempt what God wanted to do with his life. David survived and became the most successful king in the history of Israel because of wise behaviors. And today, I want to share these wise behaviors under you. How to survive under difficult circumstances, difficult working environment, under difficult bosses, and dealing even with difficult subordinates. You need wise behaviors to do these things. The wise behavior number one is what I call composure. 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 Now, leadership involves managing three things. It involves managing self, managing others, and managing organizations. You know, managing others and managing organizations are very easy to do. Managing self is the most difficult thing to do. When leaders succeed in managing themselves, it is called composure. How are leaders able to manage themselves? All of us were born with what we call traits. So your trait is an inherent behavior. Let me put it that way. You know, so some were born to be talkative, some hot-tempered, some bold, some... You see, nobody's trait is bad. But when your trait goes through a situation, it produces a behavior. It is, it is the behavior your trait produces that determines whether you are a good leader or a bad leader, a good person or a bad person. To manage yourself means that you must develop the intelligence when your trait is going through a behavior so that by the time you react to a situation, that behavior becomes very good. So I meet people who say, ah, for me, I say my mind. I say it as it is. That is a trait. But you can't say it as it is because you must understand where you are 
so that you choose how to say it. Don't let your natural self determine your leadership self because your natural self will go through a certain situation. And if you don't lead yourself, you don't lead yourself, you may misbehave. So composure is the ability to manage your traits under certain situations so that you produce the right behavioral response. The next is what I call comportment. Comportment is the positive takeaway of composure. So now, composure is trait, situation, and behavior. But comportment is behavior, situation, trait. In this case, you have mastered your reaction under circumstances to the extent that when you are going through a certain situation, you determine the behavior and you get the behavior to control your traits. So, for somebody who is very composed, you are professionally wired, that is professional behavior, and then that professional behavior is seen in a situation, and then your trait now responds to your professional behavior. So your trait becomes a professional trait. Is professionally influenced. And that is what successful leaders do. The next is conservativeness. Conservativeness. In a very perverse generation like ours, wise leaders fall on biblical and traditional values to keep their integrity. Because in a generation where tattooed body men are celebrated more than suit-wearing men, in a generation where porn stars are celebrated more than virgins. You see, in a, in a generation where we compare bad and worse, not good and better, you need to fall on biblical values to be able to stay on course as a leader. Here are four things that every conservative leader protests. Number one, family. For conservative leaders, raising godly family is a priority because for them, God's channel of working and bringing godly people to this world is through godly families. The next are friends. Conservative leaders are very, very careful as to the kind of friendship that they build. They build friendship with people that can positively influence them. Number one is finance. Their financial behavior is the stewardship type where they believe that whatever money they have was given to them by God and they are accountable to God. And then they are also very fair. They practice fairness and firmness. And if you want to show that you are a wise leader, conservativeness will be one of your hallmarks. The next is consciousness. Consciousness. Consciousness, the next wise behavior, the fourth wise behavior of highly successful behavioral leaders is consciousness. Consciousness in leadership involves two things, self-awareness and social awareness. So first, let's take self-awareness. So what is self-awareness? And what also is social awareness? Okay, simply put, self-awareness is to know yourself as you really are. You know, every leader, the first person to discover is yourself. You must know your strength and your weaknesses. You know, if I follow this um, series, one of the things I said that leadership is not is that leadership is not saintship. 
There is no saint in leadership. There is no saint on earth. Everybody has a fault. Everybody has a weakness. And we also have strength. Your ability to know your weakness and ability to know your strength will help you manage yourself. So self-awareness helps leaders to manage themselves. And when you succeed in managing yourself, you succeed in managing others. Discover your weaknesses and your strength and accept your weaknesses and deal with it. And also use your strength to advance your vision and your dream in leadership. The next is what we call social awareness. Social awareness is centered on your ability to recognize and understand the emotions of others. This is very crucial, very crucial. You know, the people you lead have different emotional response to the things you discuss. Your ability to understand each person and their emotions is crucial. Do you know what does hap happen for you? What happens is that you are able to keep relationship. So self-awareness leads to self-management, while social awareness leads to relationship management. If you're a leader, you realize you keep changing relationships. You cannot keep long-term relationships. You keep fighting with people you are employed or people who work for you and you don't appreciate for who they are. The problem is that you lack social awareness. The next type of leadership and wisdom, the next type of wise behavior by leaders is consideration. Consideration. You see, under this, there are two types. There are leaders that work through what we call structure behavior. For those leaders, what they do is that they set up structures within which people work. And as far as the structures are operating, they have no relationship with their subordinates. These are the rules you must go through. And then you must go by the rules. But the next one is consideration behavior. With the consideration behavior, the leader builds relationship with the subordinates. And even ad, ad, change his behavior to accommodate the behaviors of their subordinates. And based on that relationship, the leader is able to cultivate the right set of behaviors in their subordinates. Number six is compliant. The ability of the leader to obey rules and regulations within the environment the leader finds himself. The hallmark of every great leader is your ability to play the game by the rules. You remember the centurion that met Jesus in Matthew 8 from the verse 5. He said to Jesus, when he wanted Jesus to heal the servant, and he, Jesus said, I'm coming to you. No, 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 you don't have to come to me. Say a word. He said, I'm a man under authority. I'm a man under authority, and I also have authority over others. I say to them, go, and they go. Sit, and they sit. Before you can instruct someone as a leader, there must be evidence of you taking instructions from people above you. It's called compliance. It's one of the wise behaviors that you must have. If you go into an environment where there are rules, obey the rules. Then finally, the seven type of wise behaviors of highly successful behavioral leaders is contriteness. When wise leaders make mistakes, they express remorse and change their ways. It's called humility. Humility. When you make mistakes, you should be able to admit your mistakes and change from the mistakes. 
When you have the saintship attitude, where you don't accept your mistakes, there are signs that you are not a good leader. Number two, when wise leaders sin against God, they repent. It's called humanity. You are a human being. So you sin against God. And when you sin against God, you go to God and you confess your sins and ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope it's been a blessing because I'm blessed myself. I look forward to sharing the 10th episode with you in this leadership series. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.